everybody, and welcome to The Horror Show. I'm your host, Sean. I'm Joe. And if you're listening to this through Guys Like Us Don't Die on Toilets, you're going to be a little surprised by the name change. But this is actually going to be a simulcast type of feed where this is our new show. We're doing a strictly a horror show. Guys Like Us is probably going to change the format a bit to no more reviews of TV or anything. It's really just going to be what we see and watch and do in a given week. And it'll probably be shortened down to about a half hour. And that's if we decide to keep it. Depends what happens. But for now, I think we're going to do we're going to do about a half hour show, hopefully, when we record our new show, this one, The Horror Show. Uh, but we decided to simulcast this one because it kind of fits into both shows as it they does. stand. Um, so Joe, why are we doing a horror podcast? Because you and I both love horror. Yeah. Good horror, shitty horror, all horror. All horror. Yeah. And I don't know why we didn't come to this sooner, but I think the guys like us, the guys like us show polished us up. I think, I think it got us over, I don't know, learning curve. Yeah. So training, training wheels, training wheels. Yeah. So the training wheels are coming off and we are doing this strictly horror show and hopefully you guys uh really enjoy it we're, we're definitely changing the way we do things a lot i would say yeah. but but probably pretty similar i mean if you laughed at us for whatever reason <laughs> you're probably gonna laugh at this one also uh but what are we gonna be uh, talking about today joe we'll be talking about tales from the crypt yes uh season one Episode two. Yes. Could not believe how early this episode was. Right off the bat. Right off the bat. 1989. Yep. Uh, and it's called All and All Through the House. A, it's a Christmas-themed episode directed by Robert Zemeckis. Yes. You know, you know who, for those who don't know who Robert Zemeckis is, he directed the Back to the Future movies. He directed Forrest Gump, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, he, so let's just, let's just kick this show off. I mean, let's just talk about this. I was going to have more intro, but let's just talk about this because there's so much to talk about here. Robert Zemeckis basically does everything, right? Yeah, he's the man. He's the man. So he, so Roger Rabbit, Back to the Future, like you said, um, and those were all before. Romance in the Stone. That was all before this movie. Yes. Back back to the This episode. This episode, episode, sorry. That was two Back to the Futures, and so he was already on top of the world, I would say. I mean, you have to be after those, right? I believe he was an executive producer of the actual show. For the entire series. The whole run, he was the executive producer, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Now, the other thing that I thought was pretty cool... Now, he he did a lot of, like, producing. He also did Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, yeah. Contact, Castaway, Polar Express. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say was... You think about this guy, and you know him for those. Like, I mentioned who it was to my wife, and she said, oh, yeah, Back to the Future, all those. And the thing was, he's he's got to have a little heart and horror, though. Yeah, definitely. He did The Frighteners, Death Becomes Her. Now, some of these are just producing, but... Yeah. But- so, yeah I mean, you got to have your heart in it. House on Haunted Hill, What Lies Beneath, 13 Ghosts, Ghost Ship... <laughs> Yeah, we 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 talked about that. We all got duds. We all have duds, all right? And then that Monster House cartoon. Yes. Which, so this guy kind of, this is like his, this is his shit right here. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. You can tell he has an undying love for it. Yeah, and it's funny because I looked him up. I looked, I tried to find anything with him talking about horror, because how would you not, like with this list? No, no, no one asks him. (laughs) 
They all ask him about the hits. So if you know Robert Zemeckis, get him on the show. Yeah. We'll, we'll ask the hard-hitting questions. Yeah, well, I saw, I found one interview where they were like, because he did Flight also. Yes, yep. Um, I haven't seen that yet. Neither have I, because <laughs> it's not horror. Uh, and so, yeah, so he did Flight, and I saw an interview, and I was like, okay, maybe they'll talk to him. And he's like, I noticed you go towards this one genre. And I'm like, yeah, here we go. Movies about plane crashes. You did Castaway in Flight. And I was like, that that makes you what? That that's your genre? Plane crashes? No? Is that a genre? And and Robert Smekis looked kind of annoyed and was like, yeah, Yep, you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Canadian show. I don't I don't know what it was. It was terrible is what it was. But uh but yeah, so Robert Zemeckis, I mean, we're talking about a guy that was already accomplished yeah. and he's a legend. Yeah, and directing the Crypt Keeper. Yes. Who, we who is the greatest TV host of all time? Uh, without a doubt. All fucking and time. We can talk about a horror host probably for a long time, like Zachary and Elvira. <laughs> but this, I saw Zachary Lee recently. Yeah, how's, he's still how's going he strong. I mean, he doesn't look well. He looks but like he's, he's, yeah. he's still going him. strong. I've seen him. He looks terrible. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I would say Crypt Keeper, in my opinion, is yeah, the best. I, mean, I, I don't even know how you don't even lump him into that category. I mean... Yeah, without a doubt. I grew up with Crypt Keeper. I thought I he was the coolest. His segues were amazing. I don't care if he's His a puns pup. were not amazing, but if, it was great. But aren't they amazing because they're so bad? Exactly. And they're, yes. they're nonstop. They go full circle. <laughs> full circle. Yeah, they are nonstop. So, okay, so we open up this episode, actually. Oh, wait, before, before we get yeah, to yeah. the episode, did you, I know that you'll love this. Do you know who wrote this episode, the screenplay for this episode? No. Fred Decker. Do you know who Fred Decker is? No. He directed... Night of the Creeps, RoboCop 3, oh. and Monster Squad. Okay, so there's so another a big Monster Squad fan. I now. love Monster Squad. And did you know there's another Monster Squad alum in this? Yes, uh, yes, uh, the, the the wife. Yes. Yeah. And do you know who she is? Yes, Mary Ellen Trainer. She's in Die Hard. She's Gail. And she's married to Robert Zemeckis. Oh, I didn't know she was married to him. For 20 years. They divorced in like 2000. Uh, Isn't that crazy? This is like the most like... Tied together episode I've ever seen. Mary- she was also in Ghostbusters, Scrooge, Yep, Little Giants. No, Ghostbusters too. I thought. Oh, maybe. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, but she was in. <laughs> Wait, Forrest- she's in Little Giants. Yeah, I know that one. She was in Forrest Gump, Goonies, Death Becomes Our Goonies. Yeah, so she she was around. So I, she's I'm, in Romancing the Stone. I'm like doing the research, and I'm like, oh, she's in Death Becomes Her and Forrest Gump and Back to the Future too. I was like, oh, her and Robert Zemeckis must be buds. And then I finally. <laughs> Looked at the side of the Wikipedia and they were married. The little girl in this episode is in Back to the Future 2. She's one of the hoverboard girls. Really? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So, Robert Zemeckis was probably just like, he probably filmed this episode on the same set <laughs> as one of his <laughs> movies. I was just like, hey, I need some people over here. Like, I'll give you some per diem. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. Three meals. Well, everyone in this, because we'll get into it, but there's only four characters in this whole episode and they're all connected to the writer, yeah. the director. And, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that the, the voices that we hear either on the radio or on the phone in this episode are the same people <laughs> <laughs> just doing a voiceover. So yeah, we see the Crypt Keeper and he is in the scariest looking Santa <laughs> okay. I've ever seen in my life. I'm glad you said that because we came in. I was like, this looks like it was made from human flesh. This is like the weirdest <laughs> Santa mask I've ever seen. Legitimately, probably one of the scariest things I've ever seen on the, the show. <laughs> Every episode I've seen on the show, that might be one of the scariest things I've ever seen. That was the, And he never takes it off in the beginning. Yeah. I was like, 
What the fuck? It's so weird. It's so good because you can see his like little crib keeper mouth. It's so scary. It's and it's like dead eyes through it. Like, oh my god, that is terrifying. If anyone wants to make a scary Santa in the future, like literally just. Get the Crypt Keeper doll and plug it into the suit because you got gold right there. That is the scariest thing I've ever seen. And uh, he starts in with all of his Christmas puns. I didn't, I didn't even write them down because it was literally it's rapid fire. One, two, three, four. And I was like, and then he's like, all right, going to the movie or the show. He says he's doing it because there's a clause in his contract. And the best part is that he emphasizes every single pun oh, that he makes, every word, to make sure you don't miss it. There is no subtle pun. There's no <laughs> subtle pun. And I wish I could do a. It was, I got a Christmas goose for you. Goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it, but I love it. And it's so funny because. He was the icon of the show, and he was the least scary part, except when he was wearing a Santa mask. He was the least <laughs> scary part of that show, always. Always the least. And maybe as a kid, that's why I liked him so much, because he was kind of kind of took the edge off the rest of the show. Like, I loved him. Like, Yeah. He was one of those things where I was like, sometimes I'd watch the episode, and sometimes I wouldn't. Sometimes I would just, just watch, watch him. him. <laughs> be like, all right, I'm going to go watch something else now. Like, that was good. Good job, Crypt Keeper. And for those unfamiliar with Tales from the Crypt, it's th- these are based on William Gaines comic books from the fifties. Yeah, and this particular episode and all through the house uh, actually appeared in one of the comic books. I don't know if you had known that. Or yeah, not. it appeared at, not in one of the Tales of the Crypt. It was called The Vault of Horror yeah. in 1954, which is one of the sister publications of Tales of the Crypt. And this was actually a movie before the TV episode. Really, 1972. Oh, that's interesting. Ba- I mean, uh, the character names are different and. This is way was way more in the same vein as the comic book, but the original came, the original movie came out in 1972, and that's interesting. The original movie came out in 1972, and I believe it was British. That's interesting. British that's crazy. I, I can't believe that. Uh, I would love to see that though. The concept of this episode is terrifying to me. Uh, the the idea of a scary guy dressed a mentally unstable human being dressed as santa murdering people is the scariest thing in the world i think i love horror that isn't so far-fetched like this could be happening at any moment in any given time oh, this could like, easily outside happen. my house right now this could be happening this could easily happen and this that's is, what makes it terrifying yeah this is this is wild this is some wild stuff uh so yeah so crib keeper puns us into the show puns <clears> us to death into the show and we get started right off the bat um we hear what, what's the song? Chestnuts playing? roasting Chest- on an open fire. Merry Christmas to you. What do they call that, that song? Yeah. I don't Chest- even know the name. I don't of know that the song. song. Uh, but we we come into the house. There's Christmas music playing, and the, it, there's a it's a it's a living room. You have a husband sitting there, kind of complaining, and the wife is walking around with a fire poker. Yes, and she's kind of doing these ominous movements. Uh, like it looks like the poker is going through his head. She's walking behind him. It looks like the poker's going through his head. It looks like she's, like, raising it. So immediately I'm thinking, all right, this is just to throw us off the scent. And sure enough, he asks, let me have it. She goes, what did you say? Let me have it. Bam. Let's have it. Dead it. Dead. Right off the bat. Right off the bat. Just crushes his skull with a fire poker. He dies. And the husband was played by uh, Marshall Bell, who's in Total Recall, Stand By Me, and The X-Files. Yeah. And Puppet Master. And Puppet Master. And Nightmare on Elm Street, too. Really? He's the coach. Oh, God. I know. It's crazy, right? (laughs) 
it's it's wild the the connections in this episode were just nuts uh so he's dead yep. within the first what three minutes <laughs> less like or, that was like end of credits like yeah so I'm thinking that this well I had seen this before but the first time I saw that I was thinking okay so this is going to be about a woman who murders I guess or covering up a murder well she's Christmas. definitely a psychopath oh yeah she might be more terrifying than the Santa we're going to meet. I do not agree. <laughs> well, I guess that's true. Yeah, no, I guess that's not true. But, I mean, she's a psychopath. I mean, she's... Insane. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's the vibe that I got the first time I saw this, you know, right off the bat. This woman is nuts. I yeah. thought the story was going to be about this woman being nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, that's what I thought also. Uh, and then her daughter comes running down the stairs saying she heard Santa. She knows Santa's there. Meanwhile, dad's stepdad's dead on the couch. Yeah, she asked why he's not moving, and uh, the mom says he's asleep, and he just drops his dead head forward. Well, it was like, yeah, it was like almost like he was getting caught. It was like a ghost in Mario. Like, as the daughter's <laughs> going up the stairs, he starts slumping forward, like about to fall, and she looks, and he stops. <laughs> it was so corny. Uh, it was, this, this, show is, this show is so corny, but not in a bad way. No, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's just, Which is fun. It, it was yeah. fun the entire episode. And then when you look at Robert Zemeckis' history... With these movies, it's all the same thing. Yeah. It's all these things that you could portray, take any of his movies, and it's pretty dark. And he kind of injects this humor. I mean, Frighteners is a perfect example of that. Yeah. Like, that is a hilarious movie. Like, it's not take itself seriously. And that's probably why it didn't do well in the box office. But I thought it was amazing. Yeah, for sure. So good. Um, so she gets the daughter back upstairs, calms her down. She comes, or the daughter says, she's tucking the daughter in the mommy says, the daughter says, oh, what do you want for Christmas, mommy? <laughs> I already got it. <laughs> I already got it. Like the act, the acting is terrible and I think it's done on purpose. Yeah, I do too. I think it, it was meant to have like that B movie feel. I, I 100% like- agree. Cause I mean, she's been in a lot of stuff and that was just so over the top. I already did, honey. Yeah, and I she has some did. other scenes where she hams it up, and I, I think you're right. I think she's purposely hamming it up. Yeah. So she comes back downstairs. She's very happy. She's thrilled about this murder. And she calls her, her, her boyfriend, lover, her lover. lover. Yeah. Now, did you catch his name on the answering machine? I, I, I didn't write it down. What was I, it? I might have gotten this wrong, but I'm pretty sure he goes, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he goes, uh, Hey, you reached Nick the Monster. I'm probably out partying. <laughs> Dude, he's, okay. Now that's coming back to me. His voicemail is so obnoxious. He's so like, bad. leave your name, number, and your measurements. And your measurements. <laughs> okay, lady, if you murdered a man for this guy, I think you picked the wrong guy. <laughs> Nick the monster, exhibit A. Exhibit B, I'm out partying. <laughs> exhibit C, leave your number and measurement. <laughs> Something tells me you're not the only woman yeah, in his life. That was uh, <laughs> what an obnoxious voicemail. And uh, she she leaves him a voicemail. The mo- Nick, we're free finally. The money is all ours. I don't think she knows how life insurance works <laughs> because she's gonna go to jail. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, my husband disappeared. But I actually, I actually loved that because it gave us a motive, which still leads the viewer to believe that this is what the story is about. This woman murdered. One hundred percent. You don't know the twist that's coming. Now, I, I told you originally. Twist, we but. we actually talked about this on one of our guys like us podcasts this episode specifically because I have the Tales from the Crypt Christmas yes. album yes. I own on CD, <laughs> and the last song on it is the Crypt Keeper singing "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas." <laughs> With an overlay of this story going on in the background while he's singing. It's a guy that escapes from a mental institution 
dressed up as Santa with an axe killing people. But that's what I this this episode was so convincing that me you and I talked about this episode and I said, "Oh yeah, I have the song." And even to this point I'm like this is not the right episode. Yeah. I, I picked out the wrong episode. I thought I picked up the wrong episode. I was like, this is not it. Yeah, because it, yeah, it definitely does a good job leaving the viewer to believe that this is what the story is going to be about, this yeah. woman who killed her yeah, husband. Yeah, it was a great, yeah. it was a great twist. So she goes back over and to... And she, she gift-wraps her dead husband. Gift-wrapped is a... With plastic. Yeah. <laughs> with clear plastic bag over his head is a rough... Example of gift wrapping. <laughs> well, there's a bow on it. <laughs> yeah, there's a bow around his neck to make sure it's completely sealed, which that, that's a pretty degrading way to go. He's already dead, He's already so dead. I'm not quite sure the benefits. I mean, I've never done this. <laughs> no, no, I've never murdered, no. But yeah, well, what's the benefit of that? Just to make sure? And as we find out, it doesn't even work. <laughs> as we find out, you know, she drags the, the husband's body out yeah. to dispose of it. She drags it to a, a well, and then... Like a classic Friday the 13th type deal. His hand reaches up and he strangles her. her. He's still alive, which is amazing (laughs) because he got a poker to the head and his oxygen has been cut off. Yeah. Yeah. Asphyxiated. Asphyxiated. Yeah. (laughs) And he's still going strong. Yeah. And this woman just is not, I mean, she must have had some real contempt for this guy because as she's dragging him out, she's complaining about his weight. I told you to lose a few pounds. Do some (laughs) sit-ups. And while she's dragging him out, there's a radio that's on, yep. and it announces an APB for a escaped mental patient <laughs> who's murdered four women, and he's wearing a Santa outfit that he took from one of the women's yep. homes. Yes. Uh, and they are pretty calm about announcing this announcement, and they're kind of just like, eh, just stay home. <laughs> Don't worry about a thing. Just hang out at your house. Like they, they, it's, it's almost as if it wasn't even like an announcement. Did people still listen to the radio like that in 89? I, yeah, I think so. You do? Uh, I was still recording songs off the radio onto a cassette oh, in, like, oh. not in the 90s. Without a doubt, oh, I was too. But I mean, too, like, but I mean like getting your news from the radio. Mm, no. No, but they were listening to Christmas music, so I can give them a yeah, pass. Yeah, okay, okay. And it kind of broke into okay. it. I'll give them a pass on that. Yeah, if they were just like listening to old-time radio stories. <laughs> yeah, listening to like Batman. <laughs> War of the Worlds. <laughs> like, oh, boy, that would be bad. No. Uh, so, yeah. So, he's wearing a Santa suit. He's he's killed four women. And he's just running around willy-nilly. While she's trying to dispose of the body, she hears bells jingling from <sighs> the distance. And then out of fucking nowhere, Santa pops up. And yeah. it is terrifying. He is a terrifying-looking Santa. And he comes just out of the blue. Uh, I was scared. this this i wouldn't call them like jump scares they were a little more than that because like the concept is pretty terrifying yeah i would say you know when the husband raises his hand that's a jump scare but this this was just a scare yeah he comes out of nowhere he's wielding an axe yeah we just find out he's a mental patient who's escaped yeah it's it's a terrifying it's a terrifying concept uh so he grabs her. He starts trying to kill her with an axe. Uh, she grabs an icicle. She Oh, is that what it was? Okay. okay. It was hanging from the well. Okay. See, I, I didn't know what she grabbed. I kind of thought she somehow managed to like grab the head of the axe and do it. But nah, she cuts him across cuts the... Him. It looks like from the corner of the mouth up his face, yes. which then disappears. <laughs> Shortly thereafter. I mean, he looks in through the door window. She She escapes, and she gets inside the house, and he's looking through the window, and that... 
that's gone. That cut is gone. Yeah. That gigantic gash. But after she cuts him in the face, she runs into the house and he tries to push his way through the door. Yep. Sticks his hand in. She gets the axe. She wrangles the axe from it. Hits him right in the hand. He goes back outside. Yeah. She goes to call 911. Um, but then she realizes, uh-oh, dead guy in the front lawn. I just killed the dude. I just murdered a man who's sitting on the front. Which, and by the way. I love this. I, th- I love this. I was like, wow. I wouldn't have even thought of that. It's a good concept, but I feel like I'd still call the police and be like, no, that dude killed him. <laughs> yes. and <laughs> That psychotic on, Santa? Yeah, that guy <laughs> killed him. Later on in the episode, she does think to do that, but. I still liked it because no, how many people good. are going to think that right off the bat? Like, yeah. there's so much shit going on. First off, there's a Santa Claus trying to kill you. Second, you just killed your husband. Yeah. So her mind's not thinking clearly. And yeah, actually, I probably would be like, wait a second. Wait, yeah, maybe I, I would. Just, yeah, I'm I think be you're so right. Yeah, up. I got to think about this yeah. at least for a second. Yeah, what well, she does. Yeah. Um, so Santa is still circling the house. You, you can hear him jingling all around the house. The phone rings. It's the deputy? It is. I don't even know if he gives his name. I think. Oh, he, he says there's a deputy on, uh, yes. patrolling the area. Yep, yep. Um, oh, no, actually, that doesn't happen. So the first phone call, it's yeah, ringing. She doesn't pick her. it up. Yeah, yeah. Then a, the, and I thought this was awesome, too. Okay, so a tire swing comes flying in through the window. Yes. Flying in through the window, breaks the window open. But where did that tire swing? <laughs> Why so, was the tire swing set up so close to the house? It, it, that, that I guess you could argue that. My <laughs> argument for it is that's genius. He didn't just like pick up like a grill or a. <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. It was awesome. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Like to think like to think that far ahead for a horror movie. I've seen a lot worse. Oh yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Like at least it wasn't just his hands breaking through. Right. No, it don't, it was awesome. Yeah. Huge tire through the fucking window. And how is this little girl upstairs not awake yet? Yeah. She hears Santa Claus's bells ringing in the beginning, so oh, she claims. Yeah. But the tire through the window and the mom screaming like a maniac. Yeah, it's crazy. Dead asleep. Yeah, and I, I really liked that phone call because that was such a huge misdirection for the tire swing. Because I'm thinking like, okay, it's either Nick or... Who fuck knows what it is? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but we find out because she hits him in the head with the axe. She finally gets a little bit of control, smashes him in the head with the axe. He's did you, out. Did you hear the sound that he made when she hit him with the axe? No, I don't think so. It was the silliest. It was like, it was like it was the silliest <laughs> sound I've ever heard coming from someone. I don't think I heard that. Which again, that's why this episode works so well because it doesn't take itself seriously. Yeah. Like this Santa Claus is terrifying, but yeah. at the same time, he's so fucking goofy. Yeah, I know, I know. It's like, like, but that's what's scary. I think like. Yeah, yeah, it's way more not, realistic. He's just a human being, yeah, like just a big, goof. a psychotic human being. <laughs> exactly, like just That's a crazy person. The sound that he gets, he gets hit in the head with the axe, and he just makes that ridiculous sound, and then just falls <laughs> flat back bump like Ric Flair, <laughs> <laughs> like straight up, just like Home Alone, like yeah, Snow Angel, exactly, it's out. like slapstick. Yeah, uh, and then the phone starts ringing again. It's the police. They're sending someone in the house to check up. On, yes, they're checking they're up checking on all up the, the neighborhoods. Yeah. Which they thank. Good job, police. Probably should have been there. You're, you you should have people on the scene already down the yeah. street. Yes, <laughs> right because that's where it happened. Although it does look like a desolated neighborhood when she drags the husband I, out, and there's snow everywhere, and they have a well, and they have a well, which just spells desolation. <laughs> so dur- while she's talking to the cop, she is she's tipping her hand that she is fucked up. Have yeah. you, did you hear how she was talking? No. 
She was so nervous. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, was, yep. she sounded so guilty. Like, that cop must have been like, what the fuck is yeah, wrong? Why are you so yeah. calm? Like, what the hell? Yeah, it was crazy. But then the light bulb goes off. Yep. She realizes she has the perfect I friend alibi. this fucking guy. Yeah. Why not? This- Genius. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she goes outside. She decides, I'm going to axe up the, the X. Going to axe the X. Yep. <laughs> she starts missing him. <laughs> She's closing her eyes while she's swinging it, just missing with the axe, which you just fucking killed the dude. Why are you getting cold feet now? And that's what it seemed like. It seemed like You're it was already cold feet, dead. Right? Yeah. Like, that's the only thing that would make you miss. I mean, I guess you nailed him with the tiniest little. Yeah. Well, I guess I, guess, I mean, I guess it would make quite a big mess. It is probably gross. It's probably pretty disgusting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess that's true. But you just murdered a guy and had no problem suffocating. Yeah, now's him. not the time to yeah to worry about yeah. this stuff. Like you need to get rid of this guy. Uh, not to mention, there's a guy that's trying to murder you. Like yeah, yeah, have a little urgency. Thirty feet <laughs> yeah. away from you, like just knocked out, and you know that very well. Yeah, go ask him. Or, oh yeah, I guess I would fuck up her alibi. Yes, that would no. You could ask. Yeah, you could say she killed him, and then you could ask the ex, and then ask the Santa. Okay, but if you're gonna do that, ask the Santa first. He's the one that's trying well, to kill yeah. you. No, well, yeah, that's, yeah. Let's be realistic here. Yeah, but no, that doesn't happen. No, she goes right for the ex. She really hates this ex. She really hates this fucking guy. She just needs this cleaned up. Um, <clears throat> as she's doing this, she finally nails him in the head. Leaves the axe. Door closes behind her. The front door closes behind her. She's locked out of the yes. house. Thankfully, she brought her keys. She, <laughs> this is the worst scene in this episode. This I just said, why even bother? Why didn't you just have her not have the keys on her? Because I, I think it's just... I, I think just it was add suspense? I, well, yes and no. I think it was just like put in a horror trope, like kind of poking fun at the genre. That, oh, that's true. I, like, I, oh, shit. Because this, was, this was crazy. So she dro- she's, she's like, oh, good thing I brought my keys. Walking up to the front door. Drops them on her front step. They are on top of the snow. <laughs> she reaches for them and literally just pushes them into right. the snow with her hand. That's why I think. And then is like, I can't find them. That's why I think they did it because Zemeckis and Decker are too smart to just make it that stupid. Yeah, I think you're it was right. just like an homage to. You're right. That's this is the shit that happens. Yeah, when you're in the situation. yeah, that's true. That's that's pretty good. So she's. Uh, she's locked out with no keys. Yep. Yeah, and she. This is when we actually find out Santa's up. Because the little girl looks out the window, and Santa is MIA. And I'm scared. I'm scared. And a little throwback to the beginning of the episode, the Santa has been there that whole time. I mean, it's not really relevant to what's happening right now, but he's been there that whole time. The little girl comes down and says that she yeah. heard him. She knows he's real. So that means she, she kno- saw him yeah, walking and, around. And his bells are pretty distinct. So I think she, yeah, I think we're supposed to know that she had been hearing this guy. F- that is the scariest shit. If there's one thing that I really find terrifying, it's just being in your house and having a psychopath like coming at I, you for no reason. I was going to say at the end, this is the type of episode that is meant to be watched while you're alone late at night with no lights on. And you get the best you, you get the best effect out of it. Yeah, and you want to die. It's terrifying. <laughs> that shit is so terrifying. I hate that. Uh, Grown-ass man, I'll, I'm just like, when I watch that and I'm by myself. No, like, I start hearing things outside. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's uh, what was that movie? Oh, boy, so so little background. We're from a town where there was a horrible, horrible, horrifying murder for no reason. Whole family murdered. Yes. Uh, 
Yeah, so this is kind of like, I don't know if it triggers that or what, but what was that? The Strangers. Ah, uh, yes, yes. I hated that. I hated that because they had no reason to murder them. And I know pretty much every horror movie, no, they don't really yeah. have a reason, but just like human beings, a person comes to your house and is like, what's up? Gonna murder you and torture you. <laughs> Sup? Yeah, just for got kicks. nothing better to do. I feel, like, I feel like murder and... You're just you're home. Oh, that's I think that's what was their tagline. Yeah, that was their, that, that, that was their <laughs> yeah, like oh you were home you were yeah. home. Uh, uh, that's, that's scary. I know we're off topic, but if you like the strangers, check out the movie Them. I think it, well it's foreign, but I think it's called ILS. I don't know how you pronounce that. But the strangers was either a remake or was based mm-hmm. on that movie. That movie Them was the most terrifying movie I've seen, dude. I watched this like three years ago for the first time. And I had to pause it like halfway through. It wasn't even like scary. It was just it was so intense that I was yeah. like, I'm, I'm, I need water. That's or something. rough. So that is, I, I, and I hate those, those strangers. So I'm not going to watch. No, them. Dude, come on, man, watch them. <laughs> maybe, maybe for the show. God, no, that was those shows really affect me. Those are the ones I have to watch at like noon on a Saturday <laughs> because I'm like, and I'll make excuses in my own head. Like, no, I just feel like a horror movie right now, knowing full well, I'm never going to watch that at night. So I need to watch it now. <laughs> it's my one opportunity to watch the strangers. So, uh, I will watch it today. So let's get back onto this show though. Uh, I forget where we were. Um, uh, the daughter finds out that the Santa Claus. So Santa's up. So we know Santa's up. Yep. The mother does not yet. So she's going back to the stepdad, Joseph, his body, because she just knew he carried keys. These people just carry their keys on them in their bathrobes and sleepwear. Uh, She finds the keys, though, and she's able to get inside. But you can hear the jingle bells while this is happening. You can hear Santa. And as she's coming up, she's coming up to the house to get in. And the snow falls on her. I'm like, oh, fuck. Santa's on top. Yeah, like a red hair. I was scared. (laughs) And then she just gets in the house fine. No Santa. Yeah. She just gets in the house perfectly yeah. fine, which I Maybe thought was great. easy for no reason. You're like, That's perfect, fuck. though. That's yeah. perfect. I, exactly. Too many movies nowadays just, they just do what they have to do. Yeah. They build up the tension and then let you go. And this this show did not do that. They didn't let you off the hook. Like, that's probably one of the more tense moments in the show, I'd say. For a show that wasn't all that tense, but. I think the most tense moment is actually coming up. Oh, Yeah. Ooh, there. I guess there were a few. I mean, this this episode escalated pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, so she gets inside, calls nine one one, and says the killer has killed her husband. As she's saying that, she looks outside, realizes Santa is up and missing. Santa's up and missing, and what else? Which before you go in, hit him in the fucking head again. Oh, I, oh, and what else? Murder she, him. She, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Do something. You have a fucking daughter in the house. But anyway, she realizes Santa's up and missing. She looks to the husband. The axe is gone. The axe was in the husband's face. Yeah. So Santa is gone and has his weapon back. Also, how did she think this was going to pan out? That he was just going to be knocked out yeah, for? Just, just sleep for a while? For, forever? Yeah. <laughs> well, how did you... He was knocked out. You knew he was knocked out. You knew he wasn't dead. Right. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she's on the phone with 911. And they ask her if she has a weapon in the house, which I don't know if no one won. Grab a weapon. That's not the best recommendation. Grab a weapon and defend your family, <laughs> you pussy. Uh, <laughs> so then she realizes, yeah, this guy kept a gun. Um, 
But it's yeah. in a closet. It's in a closet. Yeah. So she's got to run over to the closet and get it. She goes into the closet. The fucking handles fall. fall, fall. <laughs> Horror movies are amazing. The handles fall right off the door, clean off both ends. Yeah. You just fucking fall Again, apart. They had to do that on purpose. Yeah. Um, and that's and the reason she's trying to gra- get out so quickly is because she sees Santa is outside climbing up a with fucking a fucking ladder. ladder. Now, most people I think would just grab the gun and shoot Santa in the nuts just start as he's firing. Yeah, yeah she as, was clearly in range. Yeah. She had a shot. Not, not to mention his face was just in the window for like an ungodly <laughs> amount of time, just like uh, and then stupid. And mug. then he looks up like, "Oh, I'm going to go get your daughter," which is also terrifying. Yeah. But. Gave her plenty of time to shoot him in the face. Exactly. And fixing her whole problem, by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, she would have been scot-free. Yeah. I got locked in this closet. I shot this dude. He killed my husband outside. She would have been all set. Um, so but she doesn't. And Santa continues his uh, terrifying ascent scary. to the daughter's room. Scary. And I love, love the scene because... He looks fucking evil. Well, well, he is. Yeah, <laughs> but he looks but terrible. more or less less of. I think before he was more of just like crazy, unpredictable, and this is clearly like, hey, there's a little girl up there, and I'm gonna go grab her. <laughs> You're right, and this is probably my favorite scene in the whole episode because you don't know what's gonna happen, and I just love the, the uh, psychology about having a little girl. She has. Like, she's so innocent. She yeah. sees Santa. It's mm-hmm. Christmas Eve. She thinks it's real. Like, what little kid wouldn't think that? What little kid would be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be calling for this stranger. Right, it's right. It's fucking Santa, it's Santa. Claus. I'm yeah. going to call him Terrifying. up to my room. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't she? Yeah. So she's calling. She's She sees him coming up the ladder. She's hanging out the window, reaching her hand for him. He's slowly reaching up, making yeah. his way. And, like, this this is the most intense scene in the, the entire show. Like, yeah. My heart was pounding. Like, what's going to happen? What, is he yep. going to get up to that room? Is she going to stop him? She gets out of the closet. Mom gets out of the closet, crushes it open, runs up the stairs. No daughter. Daughter's missing. Daughter calls, Mom, Mom, Mom. She comes running back down the stairs. See, I told you Santa would come. Yeah, so, you see, so, so right before, like, you see the girl, like, oh, good. Just standing good. there. Yeah. Something must have happened. Maybe Santa fell. Because you don't see him go into right, the right. room. It's like, the hands are about to touch. So maybe he fell down or yeah, something. Yeah. You see the little girl. I was thinking, oh, maybe she's going to let him in the front yeah, yeah. or whatever. Nope. He's, He's holding here. her fucking hand, yeah. comes out from behind the wall, and he looks terrifying. Yeah. And he says, naughty or nice. And then this woman screams. I mean, she hams the yeah. scream up, screams and screams and screams. And then it cuts to the Crypt Keeper. So it leaves it up to you, like, what? Yeah. These, she, these, these people didn't survive. No. The crib no. keeper says that don't worry about the little girl. Santa Claus only likes older women or something like yeah, that. Older women in pieces. But still, I just love that there wasn't a happy and you know resolution. you know HBO was like you got to add something to the end of that because we <laughs> we can't, can't kill inf- that girl. we can't infer that you murdered a f- little girl. <laughs> That's bad. This is probably I mean this is early HBO so this was. 89. They didn't have free reign, I don't think, at that point. I think they were still kind of fearful. I mean, they didn't want to scare off the few subscribers they had. I don't think they had nearly as many subscribers as they do now. Probably, I mean, we can look that up, but probably not. I, I think it was still relatively new. I think some families had it. I mean, the people that I knew had HBO, I considered rich, so. Yeah, exactly. Or old. You know. Yeah. So but how terrifying of an ending. Like, you don't know what happened to him. Crazy. 
he doesn't get caught. He doesn't. She doesn't get away. Yeah, and I would say it's probably one of the more fast-paced, legitimately scary Tales from the Crypt episodes. It's it's for sure one of my favorite. I, I, that was only the second episode that they I did. know. It, also, it was released in June. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you weren't going to save that one for Christmas. Like, I, I mean, it was only a six-episode season that year, but you, let's let's just throw that one in June. Let it ride. I know. So crazy. But. I love how the end. The Crypt Keeper. It says the moral of the story. Be careful what you ax for. He laughs. So stupid so old laugh. <laughs> uh, yeah. That, overall, awesome. Can we awesome talk about episode. how awesome the guy who played Santa Claus was? Yeah. He's great. He's he's won a Golden Globe. He's like a His actor. name's Larry Drake. Yeah. He's Dr. Giggles in the Dr. Giggles movie. Have oh, you seen that? No. We, we will, we will okay. be covering it on the show. He uh, he's in Dark Man and he yes, I do. he's in Dark is Man. an American Pie too. He's in that beginning scene when uh, what what's the kid's name from American Pie? <laughs> You're asking the wrong person. The, the fucking oh, Jason Biggs character. By the way, this is why we couldn't do a, a, a podcast on pop culture because we only know horror. We oh, who's that guy in American Pie too? No idea. Don't even bother well, asking. Well, Jason Jason Biggs character is uh, laying pipe to some girl in college. <laughs> And then uh, Eugene Levy and Jason Big's dad walks Naturally. in. And the guy who plays Santa Claus is the girl's father, and he walks in. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he's won a Golden Globe for something. I forget what it was. But, um, yeah, like a renowned actor doing Tales from the Crypt. Would you, A renowned actor? I mean, if you win a Golden Globe, like... I guess so. There's probably a bajillion other... It's Dr. fucking Giggles. <laughs> no, the other thing was like... Ah man, it's just funny. Horror move, horror actors are funny. Like it, this kind of made me think about it. Like it's just actors in horror, just an interesting concept, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. Like it's just like are these great actors or are they just great for horror standards? And like, how do you get lumped into that horror category? Is it because you're a bad actor or is it because you like the like the you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's weird. It's funny how that happens. Yeah, I don't know. I, maybe it's just people like us that are like, well, that guy, I want to see this guy again. Larry like, Drake just has a face for horror. Oh, I mean, look at 100%. He's yeah. not going to be in shit else. <laughs> <laughs> no romantic leads for poor Larry Drake. <laughs> <laughs> poor Larry Drake. Poor, poor Larry Drake. Guys, that is our first episode. Uh, we want to thank you so much for listening. We're going to cover a lot of horror stuff. Uh, I mean, we didn't give you much of an opening. Um we both just love horror movies so much. I'll, I'll tell you this right now. Horror fans are probably going to like Joe a lot more than me because he's seen a lot more of the classics. Uh, and I'm probably going to appeal to the uh, the handicapped and <laughs> mentally ill. So, <laughs> well then. Or the terrible people with terrible taste in horror movies. <laughs> Not that I, I don't think I have terrible taste, but I, I'm more open to... I'm more receptive to terrible horror, including yeah. remakes yeah. and more recent films. Yeah. How do you feel about Paranormal Activity? I hate it. Okay. There we go. I love it. That's it. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we really appreciate you guys listening. Tell your friends. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on Stitcher. You can find us on Twitter. Your Twitter, Joe? At uh, Joe V421. I'm at Robots Ate Me. And you can find us at IHateHorror.com. That's tentative. We're recording this before we actually own the domain. Uh, so we'll see. It might change. If, if 
I don't think so, though. I really like that. Yeah, it's a good name. I, I like that. Uh, you're going to see some stickers coming out soon. We'll have those on the website and possibly even a T-shirt design soon. I have something cooking. Uh, thank you guys so much. Check in, subscribe, rate, and review, and we'll see you guys soon. Thank you. Before you stop, yes. you really like Paranormal Activity? Yes. I've seen all of them, including the last two. I didn't see the marked ones yet. <laughs> I have it. My first day with my fiance was to Paranormal Activity 3. And holy fuck, I hated it. But uh, I saw Paranormal Activity 1 in theaters because, you know, the hype was so huge. Mm-hmm. My God, man. That was the most boring, mundane shit I've ever I thought it was seen. fun. It's a fun little ride. It was a fun I didn't even have a comeback. Fuck you. Uh, the last one for... Well, not the last one. The fourth one. Me and my wife saw in the movie theaters. She was pregnant. And she threw up into her bag <laughs> yeah. of popcorn. She got sick from her pregnancy. Uh, she had... All she had eaten that day was the blue slushy that she bought and the popcorn. And she threw up both into the popcorn bag. And we, we had to leave. <laughs> So that's way more enjoyable than watching. <laughs> uh, Wait, did you like Blair Witch? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> and this this is pretty much what I think people are in are in tune for. I I like Blair Witch. What's not to like about Blair Witch? I mean, nothing happens. Oh man, I, mean, we... I like you know things. <laughs> <laughs> and there weren't any. No, there weren't. Blair Witch. Absolutely not. Absolutely not.